0: This is Rocky Snyder. At the tone, leave your name and message and I'll get back to you. Yeah, so you're gonna talk about Cor? Cores? I got your cores right here. I got a six pack or a case of cores. What do you like? Light or full flavor? <laughs> today's RockFit Files we sit down with my good friend and colleague Jessica Schatz, the core expert. Well welcome to another episode of the RockFit Files. I'm Rocky Snyder and with me in this episode is the core expert herself Jessica Schatz. Jessica welcome.
1: Thank you for having me I'm so happy to be here.
0: Oh my gosh Jess we go back so far I don't even want to count the years or days because it would would get to the end of the show before the counting ends. So just know, for those listening, Jessica and I go way back. Of course, we're together in Santa Cruz here going to the same fitness studios. You cranking on the Versa climber with a gallon of water by your side. Me just being one of the staff members wiping sweat up here and there. And for you, I had to bring a mop bucket over. It was amazing you worked out so hard. But now We've we've gone different paths. No, it was awesome. I loved it. You're just such a hard worker is what I'm trying to get at. Not that you were grinding in any way. No, no, far from it. No, quite the opposite. But now you're in Southern California and you, you have taken on quite an amazing path T- tell us just a little bit. Where, what have you been doing?
1: Well, I um, created this brand of mine, the core expert where spirit aligns with science. Um, through my entire life's journey, I basically from uh, the time I came out was meant to move and as we all are but I was in touch with that right away and um, it's as element moving is as elemental as breathing for me and I, I would love it to feel that way for everyone it is that way for everyone I would really love it to feel that way for everyone um, and I you know I was a professional dancer I became a Pilates instructor and a yoga teacher to pay the bills and created a life out of that. Um, I am fascinated by the science of what I did with my art and what I do with my art. Creativity and science to me go together. And um, I really did put together a program that builds on these principles of Pilates. It's rooted in Pilates and its principles, but ties in elements of biomechanics when it comes to function, how we function in our lives. I tie in mindfulness techniques as it's extremely important in creating the body and the life and the mindset that we want because our body, mind, spirit is all one relationship, not three separate parts of ourselves that we're trying to balance and equalize. We wanna understand that connection and Honestly, um, through hardship and challenge is where the greatest gifts offer us the most meaning and lesson. And so, what I've done in my life, I, I had a career ending knee injury when I was a professional dancer. And through dark times, I discovered that my purpose here is to help others create a safe, healing space to offer others guidance and tools on a transformational journey towards a life where they feel better in all ways, body, mind, spirit.
0: Well, I got to say the, the learning lessons are rarely ever achieved through success. Learning lessons are usually achieved when some type of failure or mistakes are made. Right. It's not like somebody that gets A's all the time. Yes, they're brilliant and all, but at the same time, Uh, I I think that for at least the work that I do, I want to try and find the places where people have a struggle. And through that struggle, they're actually going to bring awareness or in, in the case that you're using mindfulness as that term. But for me, it's just, can we bring awareness to the body? Can we bring And when I say body, I mean to the person, so their mind and their experience. And then, what happens as a result of that? Can we give them a different experience and hope for a different outcome? Because most people just continue the same kind of path or patterns of movement over and over and expect different results. And yet that's not happening. So before we get on that kind of path, we brought up core. And I swear for every trainer in america or every movement specialist i think they all have their unique definition of core for a long time it used to be just the muscles that wrap around my waist you know my obliques my abdominals those low back muscles and so on and then other people started saying well no it's more like all the muscles from my nose to my toes and then you hear people saying well maybe when you after you eat an apple you know that core that's left but then you think about the planet, and the planet's got this one central place inside called the core. So I gotta say, when people use the term core, even being a movement specialist, I don't know what the hell they're talking about. So tell me, what are you talking about?
1: So I will tell you what I'm talking about. And depending on the context is how I answer that question. So in this context, here's how I'm gonna answer that question. The core is any muscle or group of muscles. And when I say muscle, I'm also talking about the depth of understanding of ourselves. That is a muscle that takes awareness and mindfulness tools and practices. So I'll go back. Any muscle or group of muscles that promote and or enhance pelvic and or spinal stabilization. And our pelvis and our spine hold us up, put us in place, keep us moving, are at our center. So any of these muscles that support those things to keep us connected to our center, any muscle or group of muscles that support promote, enhance pelvic and or spinal stabilization that keep us connected to our center. Right on. So it's a mouthful and I usually say it a couple times because it's a lot of words, but they're words we all understand.
0: The interesting thing is that when people use the word stability, sometimes what is thought of is stiffness or just one rigid frame but we're not talking that because you can have stiffness, but you can also have dynamic stability. In fact, when you watch an exquisite dancer and I've seen you dance, you have just remarkable dynamic stability where you're able to maintain your balance, your movement, everything is working together, but in a movement pattern or, or in a dance routine. Like if, if we were all meant to be just stiff, through the ribs, the spine, and the pelvis, our spine would just be one bone, right? But it's not. Correct,
1: Correct, and it's not. And you hear often in um, the, the movement and the fitness spheres about this balance between, and relationship between stability and mobility. However, as you're saying, there is stability through mobility and vice versa. It's again, not two separate parts of ourselves. They're not mutually exclusive. You can be talking about that stable, stiff idea, um, but that's not what we are getting at in terms of how we wanna work with people and in terms of guiding people with the correct tools towards feeling better and moving and feeling and experiencing a better life for the long term, as opposed to doing the same thing over and over, getting the same result, which will ultimately not even get the same result, it'll start to get a worse result. Inevitably, doing the same thing over and over and not addressing the deeper part of how to, how to, is only going to make these challenges come alive even more in some way that will eventually force one to look at them. Um, And it's why this, you know, Dr. Sarno, who um, is one of the pioneers in the mind-body prescription is such a hero of mine. And I I work with many people um, from that framework talking about why their pain is there and how we address that in a different way as opposed to Surgery, cracking the bone, you know, just going and having a quick fix at the chiropractor. Not that that doesn't feel good and can't be a good thing. However, if that's what you're doing over and over and over and the problem is chronic, recurring, then um, you're really just making it worse. It's not actually staying the same. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get worse and it'll manifest in who knows how. It'll manifest in pain, it'll manifest in an ulcer or, you know, or worse. And I know I just switched to the part you were talking about before, but I get very lyrical. <laughs> One thing leads to the next, leads to the next, because it's all the same stuff.
0: It does, it does. And we're not talking just about people with chronic or acute pain. I mean, right. everyone is is going to benefit from making a connection. Yes. With their physical frame, with their Awareness. ability, with the, the spiritual aspect of them, correct? You know, it's, that's, that's yes, really real.
1: Right, the awareness, the awareness of the connection, the awareness of how you're moving and how you're breathing and and how you're feeling and thinking. And, you know, we, we fall into patterns that we've learned over time, we have learned from childhood, taught to us by people who learned it as well, structures and confines that become autopilot. Unless we choose to do something differently and want to feel differently as opposed to you could have two people standing in line, the same long line with the same person at the front register taking forever. And those two people can have completely different experiences of that same situation. One person might be inside stressed out like what is this person doing and, oh, and looking around and you see it, you feel it in their body, in their energy. And that's affecting their body. It's, it's all in the same thing. And then you can have someone who just is accepting and unattached to the outcome and says, well, this is what's going on. So I'm just going to breathe and stay in touch with my breath. Maybe people watch. Maybe I'll look around, notice what I am noticing. I might check my phone if I have work to do. There's many options, but you don't have to go to the other place. No. It's a you choice.
0: Know- I, I used to have a talk that I would do where I would tell people, you know, stand up and just let your shoulders slump forward, let your head drop, kind of let your rib cage drop and, and just repeat after me, I feel really happy, right? And everyone would crack up because there's no way you're gonna be able to, to feel that way. And then stand tall, shoulders back, head up as if it's lifting to the ceiling and just take a breath and say, I feel really sad. And it was just hilarious because it, it was a simple exercise that really drilled home the point that how you position your body against gravity, what your posture is, can easily dictate or at least affect your ongoing mood. So and therein lies another reason why we need to be concerned or aware of where we are in space and how our body is presenting it itself against gravity and what is the core doing. Because honestly, if the, the the world around us is constantly trying to distort and weaken our structure and our posture right we we drive around in luxury wheelchairs we sit at the office in wheelchairs we go home and we sit some more or we just stand in place behind the barrister's counter or if you want fries with that is the you know whatever it is you know we're, you're
1: standing we're we're in traffic. traffic
0: yes so all those in- things they add up to it, don't they?
1: They really add up to it. And you think about your spine and your posture and what you're talking about. And and what's great about you and I speaking about this right now is that we are talking about all elements of this. So if sometimes I worry about sounding too crunchy granola to people. So I want to start talking about the science. And I'll do that depending on to whom I'm speaking, of course. But there, it, this, it is taught to boost your empowerment before a speech or before an interview to stand tall with your arms outstretched and your chest wide and your eyes up and your palms, I mean, energy and openness. And that literally is creating those hormones and pushing those hormones to your brain to empower you to give that, that speech, to do the interview scientifically. So it's physical it's emotional, it's mental, it's um and it's and it is there for everyone.
0: And yet we were raised to to section off and segregate whether it be a joint or a major muscle or a portion of the body or an organ. This is how we think about the human frame. And we pull apart the psyche or the emotional from the physical realm. So it's no wonder when we start talking in this manner of more inclusion, more more adhesion of all of these parts together, that there's gonna be a whole bunch of people that scoff or just say, oh, here you go again. Oh, my gosh, no wonder it, there's dispensaries on every street corner in California. They've already, obviously been visiting it. But honestly, that is just uh, contempt prior to <laughs> investigation. How about that?
1: Say that again?
0: It's contempt. contempt prior to investigation. They, they have this contempt because they just don't understand, right? That's a Herbert right. Spencer quote, by the way. That's, those are not my words. Somebody else coined right. it a long time ago.
1: <laughs> Quote though, it's a great quote. I just want to make sure that because I was talking at the same time that everyone heard it yeah. because uh. it's you know, I mean, it's only in education and it's only in self education, the experience of it that will let me say, convert some people. There are some people who, until they have the experience of it, who want to stay married to the idea of, of what it actually is, it's the separate thing, it's just. It's just my foot, just my foot. Well, guess what? That's where it starts. That's the beginning. And where's it going from there? And we are connected. You see, it, it wasn't there a game, a song, the foot bones connected to the <laughs> exactly.
0: You know, yeah, I love the fact that we've been talking now for a while, all about the core and all about structure. And not one time have we actually mentioned exercise, right? We've talked about movement and awareness and emotion. Oh and mood but we're not actually talking about a workout plan or a specific exercise are we
1: no we certainly aren't and what's so interesting about that is what you and i do for uh our life's mission and career and purpose and profession is movement oriented and involves lots of different kinds of movement and lots of study of different kinds of movement and um, we are all meant to move and it looks different for everyone. And I don't even use the word generally when I speak or write or even teach. I generally, for me, don't use the word exercise or I often don't use fitness. I will when it applies. And then what, when people look at my website they, and hear the core expert, they're like, oh, well, I'm going to get a six pack. And look, a nice physique might be a fun bonus feature of what we do together. Might be, might, might be. I mean, I'm gonna say that I want people to feel um, loving, uh, nourishing of themselves no matter where they are in their lives when it comes to their physical appearance. I'd love us to be less oriented with that. That's a whole other part of this conversation. It's a tangent off of what we're already speaking about. But um, it is about movement and I I, uh, even have a movement sequence on my website where I have lots of videos, which I'll get into again later, something for everyone. The entire thing is done in a chair because not only for a couple of reasons. One is people spend a lot of time in a chair or they need to be in a chair and they're limited in ability and or mobility. And it's called Sit to Fit. And um, I uh, find it, I tell people who are extremely limited in mobility that yes, it starts with movement because the first place you're moving in your body is your breath. You're, You're moving right now. Everything inside your body is moving. Your blood is flowing. If you're looking at me and hearing me, then you're moving. Your breath is the first place you go. Your breath Is at the core of it. The breath is a a recovery tool in all areas of life, not only in athletics, which it most certainly is, but in moments of great challenge and major adversity. There's an exercise that I, an exercise literally, that I teach. It's a mind body spirit exercise that I teach um, at the end of one of my stronger movement classes. And it's literally an exercise in that. It's a two minute movement sequence that will absolutely get the heart rate up and invigorate you. And in, I I teach people that in so few seconds they can slow their heart rate down so quickly by just especially focusing on the out breath, but just choosing to slow the breath down right away. And I want the experience of feel how quickly you can recover with the breath your breath is your recovery tool when you can learn the tools to create calm and presence on the mat or in a class in the face of a physical challenge you can take those same tools off the mat in the face of life's many challenges
0: yeah we hear this often and and people yet are still surprised by it, the, the connection between breath and emotion. Uh, but it, it's quite simple. You know, as we get more excited or stressed, our breathing patterns change. That's and it. as we relax, they change. So that's one thing that we can actually control amongst our autonomic systems, right? We, we could to some degree, if you are some Tibetan monk who has practiced it for a long time, control your heart rate perhaps uh, therefore controlling your circula- circulation. There's other uh, blood pressure perhaps, but really the one most readily available autonomic function or system is, is breath. And yeah. sends Exactly, it sends a signal up to the brain to either excite or relax. And I love the fact that I don't like using the word exercise. It will split, it'll slip out of my mouth because yeah. I mean, for 30 years I've been teaching movement And for many years I've been using that word, but uh, as of late, the last few years, I really got away from it because one, it brings about a connotation that most people are not going to have as a positive kind of connotation. They're going, oh God, this is something I have to do. It is a requirement if I want to try and stay in this position in my life, which uh, culturally speaking may vary from one decade to the next. Ripped abs in this culture were not necessarily something you were trying to strive for in the 1950s. And never mind like Chaucer's time in Canterbury Tales, it was more a rotund figure that we were looking for. So when it comes to aesthetics, you know, that's just temporary cultural sway, depending upon what TMZ or or Shape magazine is saying you should believe in. So let's put that crap off to the side. But Honestly, movement or experience, I, I tend to use the word experience or journey or things like that because things, you want to have a new experience. You There's pretty cool things that you can experience in life, including the way in which your body moves that you might not have even imagined that it could move. And I don't mean acrobatically, I mean just in a way that it's not going to let you think about your lower back when you do it, or that your shoulder, you're concerned that when you reach in this direction, you're always thinking about this is going to happen. Well, wouldn't it be nice if you had these experiences where you started to elicit a different response and then somewhere down the road you realize, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about my back when I went over there and picked that up or I can't remember the last time I thought about my shoulder. How amazing would that be? I mean, that's what we're talking about.
1: That's exactly what we're talking about. It's that kind of movement and it's the movement from one feeling to the next and one thought to the next and, and having the experience. And when, like you, I rarely say exercise, it's often, if I say it, meant as like as a, a practice as an exercise let's do this at like class let's do this exercise together in writing let's you know at, in terms of learning a tool a technique to get you into the experience so then you have access to it in your life and it's the same thing like we said with the breath and you know <laughs> you hear calm down not that that someone not that in the history of calming down has ever, anyone ever calmed down by being told to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's calm down, not calm up. And I, one of the things I want to offer and give in my tools and guidance and exercises is this idea of movement and in all these different ways that we're talking about for those people who, oh, I hate exercise or I don't want to, where it's the negative connotation with that connection and awareness, the mind, body, and spirit, that relationship, as that relationship begins to integrate more and more and more, the experience will be more positive. There won't be the word hate. You'll be doing the thing you enjoy doing. Being someone who starts to enjoy movement doesn't mean you have to start going to do a drill team or go to a CrossFit or go jump and do a million burpees or pick up really heavy weights. Moving is many, many, many different things. And there are so many options for people. And once that connection is made with the awareness of how it feels experientially, you can have an entirely different life. And a journey is a word I use a lot as well. That is how the transformational journey happens. And the journey, by the way, is the destination. It is a continuum and let's not for a minute think that like, I don't ever experience physical pain in my body or I don't ever get sad or lonely. Uh, Obviously the lessons that I've learned and the hardships and the pain that I've been through have offered me the resiliency and strength and tools to learn what they are when they come up, to manage them, to look deeper at what the invitation is, and then to offer to others that same connection of humanity that we are all on the journey and that we all ebb and flow and that we all experience, to sound crunchy granola, the yin and the yang, the ups and the downs and how we move through those things to get to the other side of it is the journey. And that is the awareness.
0: Yeah, you say we're always moving and therefore with movement comes adaptation. The brain is always trying to find the most efficient manner to create movement so we don't expend excess energy so the brain can get the energy it needs in order to survive so there is something built into our subconscious to constantly try and be hardwired to do it as perfectly as we can with the equipment we have in any given moment so the beautiful thing here is that also what happens is it's the brain will send out signals in the form of discomfort and pain or itchiness these are all threat responses that the subconscious is trying to get the attention of the conscious mind to be aware oh, to pay attention yeah. exactly so honestly i i don't uh, i don't love being in pain but i sure do appreciate when i am in pain huh. because it is an opportunity for me to figure out what is going on here i like I I like being pain-free just like anybody else, but you know, you'll go and do something throughout the day and the next day, something will start bugging you a little bit. And for me, I'm going, wow, this is actually cool. I didn't expect this to happen. What, so now let's explore this. And granted, you and I have the background to do just that and explore movement and so on, but isn't that a remarkable thing that our brain is telling us to the other brain, to the conscious mind, hey now, something isn't quite going on. Now you can ignore me all you want. You can throw some pills down your throat or whatever and just keep on going on and I'll figure out a new way to let you know that this problem or issue in the tissue or whatever it is hasn't been remedied yet. And eventually, if you keep doing that, I am going to find a way to really get your attention. And you know, and so many people are in that realm. We have- many people in pain. And wouldn't it be nice if we just had this shift of awareness and understanding that the reason for the pain is not to make your life miserable. It's actually to encourage your life to be better.
1: Exactly. And no one is saying that your pain is not real and you're not experiencing physical pain and you use the word opportunity i it's the same thing but i use the word invitation okay what's the invitation here what's this about and how do i explore this and think about this differently and well i mean when we talk about the pills or the whatever i mean welcome to the world of back surgery how how many back surgeries were quote unquote successful and did it, the pain not just return and you know, not that there aren't exceptions or cases, of course, but in general, most of the world lives in that place where we are hardwired to avoid pain. So how can I move differently? If I'm just avoiding that forever, it's going to creep up and, no pun intended, bite me in the tuchis. I mean, it's, you know, it's there for us. No, I don't like being in pain either. I don't enjoy the necessarily the physical feeling, but if you listen to Eckhart Tolle who talks about the pain body, we can experience that pain physically and yet emotionally and spiritually experience no pain whatsoever. Not only experience no pain, but experience something from which to learn. The bigger lesson and the bigger goal is the same thing with emotional pain. Now if I'm experiencing sadness and loneliness, I don't enjoy those feelings. I'm not vibing at my highest and jumping up and down, quote unquote, living my best life. But it's an invitation to go deeper. What's the lesson here? What, What is this rooted in? And therefore, how can I reframe it and look at it differently so I can take this and move forward through the transformation?
0: Yeah, it's so refreshing to talk to somebody else who is not all gung-ho and geared up at doing boot camps and trying to work people into the ground to, to complete submission in order for them to build, uh, I guess, aesthetically strong bodies, at least in appearance, when structurally or whatnot, they're, they're really missing a, a lot of the, the true nature of of what it is they really need to be doing in regards to their movement. We need. have gone, you know, what? I, go ahead. Need,
1: need, the word you just used, what they need to be doing. I mean, look, athletic drills are important for athletes so they can perform well on the field, on the court. I mean, later is when we start to work with them so <laughs> we can keep them injury-free or help them through their injuries, um, what you and I do. But you know, when you see, um, oh, I'm, I'm gonna teach a class called uh, boot camp based on my athletic drills I did when I played football. And not that that can't be fun sometimes, and not that that can't be a kick in the tush to get you on a pattern of experiencing movement. But in general, the ideas of like, um, eight weeks to uh, transform your body or we're there, you know what they're talking about, or um, sculpt your, you know, all, all these things. And when we, wanna, we want to help people understand that movement is about your whole life experience and how we put all those things together to keep us functioning at, at our highest level for as often and as long as we can.
0: And we can talk on so many levels about that. I mean, we bring up defense mechanisms, right, in a psychology course. And these, there's different types of defense mechanisms, transference, denial, and so on. But there are things that we take on and habits that we have within our personality that protect us at any given time. And because it was successful, potentially, at one time, we have a tendency to repeat these types of mechanisms or behavior. And that starts to, in many ways, starts to shape the person or personality that we find ourselves within. And the same thing holds true to our physical frame. If we get injured or we get hurt physically, emotionally, or whatever, our bodies will change or or be altered because of that. And now we're in a new environment or a new body in a way, a new position from which all movements will be dictated based on that new position. And then that will start to create more pancaking of other events that occur in our life until we find ourselves here in in the now, right? So we can start to like, peel back the onion, whatever, if you want to get to a, you know, too um, symbolic with that. But really what we're trying to do, here we go, is get to the core, right? We're get getting to the, the core. Root.
1: Yes, the core, the root, which is where we start from every day in the present moment.
0: Because yes. once we get into that core, then from there, it, it may not matter about all the layers that have been built up around us. If we can, and you see it in a, in a therapy kind of session they're trying to get the root cause of your behavior well we're doing the same thing in the physical frame what was the root cause of your reason for why you move the way you do that's causing the low back pain to occur yes go see the doctor and he'll address the low back but it could have been that ski accident they had that wrenched the knee that caused you to walk differently and that was when you were 10 years old and then 20 years later after doing all this exercise or running and running finally the knee just said hey um Back, you know, you've been trying too hard to support what I haven't been doing. Why don't you let them know this isn't going on so well, you know? And
1: exactly, and it's and or or maybe at six years old, your father died in a car crash, and from there, what began started to grow and grow and grow, and you adapted and adjusted. And eventually, you know, your body and your mind and your all of it says no more. No more. So all of that is starting at the core. All of that is starting with right here, right now. Where are we? What do we feel? Like when you, when you do the exercise, sometimes when you present at conferences, let's all stand. Or when you work with someone, sit, where do you feel the weight in your foot? You know, where, where are we right now? Right here and right now? Because really the most important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself in the present moment
0: and if you know where you are now and we have an ideal place that we want to get you closer to that core and you're here well you've just given us some beautiful information as to which way to travel right
1: yes yes and and that's the journey
0: yeah it's it's yeah. truly i mean i love geeking out on this and we could have gone into biomechanics and talked about anything within the pelvic floor
1: yeah, That has its time and place. I mean, without a doubt. And especially when you're working with specific individuals, such as the athletes we work with, you know, you want to understand the biomechanics of their specific, not only sport, but position and why they need to do what they need to do. But, you know, one of the reasons I created the name of my brand, The Core Expert, and I call my class The Core Expert Experience, my movement class. I have the umbrella is the core expert method but the class the movement class is the core expert experience i tell people that yes i will teach you as well we, we are working with a scientific knowledge of the core it is about what is at the core of you as an individual what did you arrive here with on this earth that you are still carrying and how are we Feeling with all of that right here and right now, and how can we move forward? So the whole the core expert where spirit aligns with science, it aligns because it's all part of the same relationship.
0: Yeah, I, as simple as just asking for me at the end of a session with a client, I say, "Well, how are you feeling now compared to when you walked in?" <laughs> yeah,
1: I say something very similar,
0: right? Because because I want them. To one, I want them to be aware of how they're feeling right then after the session. So, and I want them to make a like acknowledgement. I want them to be self acknowledging that, wow, where I was and where I am now are two completely, completely different places. And which one would you choose? Okay, here. So, we didn't just do physical movement, did we? No, we actually changed more than just your physical frame through the experience of movement. We actually changed your, the, the way in which the energy is flowing through your body or your energy level right now and your mentality. Most people, and you can see it, you know, I've done it so many times over and over that you can actually see after just one movement going, wow, okay. That is, that is getting where I need them to go. And they're walking differently. They're more relaxed. They color in their face. They're, oh.
1: they're, there's more pep in their step. I'll tell you one story. Um, and I just wanted to say, to piggyback on what you said, I say at the end of every session, how do you feel? And what opened up for you over the last hour? Um, and that can be anything, physical, emotional. Um, But I um, worked for quite a while. I often try to keep uh, one pro bono person on my roster at a time if I can, which is often, not always. And I was working with um, an elderly gentleman with Parkinson's. And look, it's really fun and sexy to talk about working with an NBA player and helping him recover from his injury and get signed to a playoff and his testimonial. That's all fun and great and gratifying, of course, but I worked with this uh, gentleman with Parkinson's, and of course, I wanted to work on his balance and coordination and mobility and all those things. But when I would see him start to connect the right side and the left side doing two different things, and breath to movement, and those connections and those coordinated proprioceptive wires start to happen, it was incredible. And I would see this from the beginning to the end. It was a transformation. And he would leave the session. Yes, he felt physically better. And yes, I want that. But there was more self-esteem. He walked out with a greater sense of self. I, I, I realize many people with Parkinson's and other Um, limited mobility, um, chronic illnesses of any kind are often quite marginalized in our culture and feel that way. But to see him leave with literally more self-esteem that I could see was so gratifying and so moving. And one of my favorite things to talk about, I wrote a blog about it. I, I, it's on my bio. I mean, I, it, it was just such a special experience that he, it was an exchange. I mean, we were having that experience together. I can't inspire someone unless I'm inspired and vice versa. And the same thing with it being a relationship. So um, yes, you can see it, feel it, experience it when there's that transformation.
0: Well, without a doubt. Yeah. And it's just a wonder. And the more you're uh, aware of it, the, the deeper your understanding of it too, the more you can see and the fa- the more fine tuned you can be in terms of providing movements to people and getting a sense of, well, that, that definitely was, I, without them even telling you, you can see it in their frame and their energy. Yes, they are lighter. They're hopping around. They're bouncing. There's a different facial expression that they're holding. Maybe one of happiness, but maybe one of, uh, awe or being not dumbfounded, but just so curiously aware how different they're feeling. It's and remarkable.
1: It is remarkable. Curiously aware is great. When someone says to me, um, well, we're doing a movement or a movement pattern, where am I supposed to be feeling this? I I always say, well, where do you feel it? What do you feel? And we start there and go from there and forget about that question. Um, not that we're we don't do um, movements that target muscle groups, of course. But the question, where am I supposed to be feeling it? There is no answer to that question. It's not, you know, it's not, that's, that is certainly not one perfect science Could one size fits all.
0: I do the same thing. In fact, we've been told what we're supposed to do for a long time in our lives. The last thing we need to do is just to continue that. I have the same response. So where is it that you feel it? because that tells me a tremendous amount because yes. I don't want you I don't want to tell you where you should be feeling it because then you have to live up to my expectations and your body may not be in a position to do that and then you're going to feel like a failure because that's not what you're hoping you're you're trying to appease me or make me happy no 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 I right you to tell me so that you provide me with a better understanding of who you are and what your body's doing. This and then again you tell me where that is, and we can draw you closer to that central place.
1: This is the collaboration. This is why it's an exchange. And you know what, like you said about being told for so long, when someone, I don't know if you've ever had someone, a new client come to you or, or, or here, you know, I felt like I was always just paying trainers to count. And I, sa- I would say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't use the word trainer for myself, but not that there's anything if someone wants to use that term, that's, you know, that's okay. But, um, you know, I, I do like to say, you know, instructor or coach or guide, depending on the context. Um, but I, I definitely, um, the idea of the training, it's the same thing with the connotation to the word exercise. It's the same thing with the connotation to the word core, and that it becomes about what your abs look like.
0: Beautiful. Now, you have some things on your website, and at the end of the RockFit Files episode, what I generally do is do a little segment, a little video that pertains to some of the concepts or ideas, the movements that we were talking about within this this period of time, but I, I don't think I'm going to do that in this episode. I'd rather people go to your site and because you've got some complimentary videos yourself that would really send the message home as to what we've been kind of bantering on for the last uh, almost hour here. So I'll put the information up at the bottom of the the video on the page here. But for those that are listening to say the podcast, where can they go to get more insight?
1: Okay. Um, So, my website is jessicashots.com. Well, Rocky will have the word so you don't have to write down the spelling of my name, or do you need me to spell it out?
0: Well, S C H A T Z shots.
1: S C H A T Z shots. Jessicashots.com. And I offer a lot on my website. I mean, if you want to read more about me and read um, what I've written, um, either for press or for blogs, you can do that, of course. Um, But if you want to go straight to the videos, I have uh, many, many movement videos as part of a membership and subscription that the entire thing is always going to be two weeks free. And then I have it really dirt cheap right now. It's only $99 a year or $9.99 a month. However, there are some free videos on there. If you would like to get a sample or an idea of some of the things that I do, um, And I literally have something for everyone on that um, service. And my entire video library is available. Whether it's yoga or Pilates or a stretch session or a morning uh, routine session, or my sit to fit video in a chair. I have a video called Active Agers. I have one called Low Back Health, which is literally about um, movements to promote um, spinal and pelvic and core wellness and high function. So there's something for everyone there, including some free ones. I have guided meditations on there as well. Um, Some are theme oriented, um, whether it's about pain or anxiety, or they're often just very much about mindful breathing and centering and grounding. Um, I also have an ebook that's called Three Ways to Feel Better Right Now, which is something anyone can do anytime. Um, to feel better right now (laughs) and then if you um want to find me on my classes that i jump on as a guest or events um mostly virtual at the moment whether it's podcasts or an ig live or someone else's zoom all over my social media i'm all over social media um promoting those things jessica shots is my personal instagram my business instagram is the core expert and I promote everything there, um, so feel free to find me there, reach out, send me a DM if you have any questions. I respond to DMs. Um, you can email me through my website, and I, I appreciate. Uh, I appreciate being here, Rocky. This has been a blast.
0: Oh, I've had a lot of fun, and and honestly, it's just so nice to reconnect with you and just Thanks. chat up a storm about what we enjoy Thanks. and always. So. Thanks. Yeah,
1: And I will just say, I won't say numbers or years or anything, but we have known each other over half our lives.
0: This is true. Yeah, this is true. So at least 10 years now. That's yeah. it, exactly.
1: <laughs> Very good. Uh, yes, you've even had um, uh, come to my mother's Passover Seder at her home.
0: Oh my, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, I think I found the, the hidden object. The and Alfie, Komen.
1: Here. Alfie Komen, you found the Alfie Komen, you got the prize. <laughs> Yeah, you shoved me out of my own room and shut the door to find.
0: <laughs> Damn right. It's all about the competition. Yeah. All right. So that is it for this episode of the Rockfit Files. Jessica, thanks again. This has been great.
1: Thank you so much. This has I been can't
0: great. wait for the time when we kind of revisit another episode and actually in the same room together. And we can be done with these Zooms because sometimes it just, it's, it's always, not sometimes, it's always better to be in person.
1: Always, always. It is community and collaboration over competition and chaos.
0: Well, until next time, we'll see you all later. Before you go, our new book, Return to Center, breaks down everything we did today and a whole lot more. So check it out at RockySnyder.com. Our link is on our page, too. If you still haven't subscribed to this channel, please do. Thanks for watching.